0: Having a baby doesn't have to mean feeling petrified or enduring hours of labour pain. My name's Sophia Hansen, and I'm on a mission to help you feel calm and relaxed in pregnancy and labour, because that's what helps you have a better birth. Check out sophiahansen.com to see what I can do for you. Wendy gave birth to her second baby, baby Indy, just in the last couple of weeks. So, Wendy, I would love to hear your experience all about Indy's birth. Tell us all about it from the
1: the first contraction, if you like. It all happened in the night. A lot of um, second-time mums will know that the first incline is almost almost like a period pain, if you like, like a cramp. So these had been going on sort of every two hours from about midnight I was getting up the usual 10 times to the loo and feeling the cramps and I thought oh, because we were a week over a week over and I was thinking come on come on so yeah woke up with the cramps and like I say they continued from midnight and they were getting you know cramp. they were getting itchy if you like <laughs> uncomfortable and um, by about Seven. So I took myself downstairs and I thought, if this is the start, best get some breakfast in me. (laughs) So I took myself off downstairs, cup of tea, some toast, went back upstairs. So by this time it's 7:30, going on eight o'clock. Give my husband a little nudge, and I said, I think it might be the start of it. You better wake up. (laughs) So wake up and um, my midwife had actually um, was due to come out to see me on the Sunday to give me a sweep because I, I was at the stage where I probably could have went a little bit longer, but I just wanted I wanted baby out. The way she was lying, it was getting really uncomfortable. So she was due to come out at 10.30 to give me a sweep. So I got her on the phone and I said, I'm getting nigglies um, and I've gone to the loo. The mucus plug has come away. <laughs> and she said oh it's fine this this can happen I'll not come out today but I'll see you at the clinic tomorrow I said okay I'll see you tomorrow (laughs) and then I went downstairs again I thought "Mm -mm, what is it this is happening so I took myself back upstairs and I said to Chris they're getting more light contractions now so let's just play it by ear Um, I want to stay at home for as long as possible because of the COVID rules at the hospital. If I go in and they want to examine me and put me on the monitor, you can't come in. And I'm quite relaxed. I know what to expect. Let's just stay at home. And he said, right, okay. And then all of a sudden, they came quick and fast. So by quarter to nine, I had phoned the hospital. Or my husband said, I am phoning the hospital. because I was so calm, and um, yeah, so he phoned the hospital, and I'm I'm holding on to the wall at this time, and Sophia, I'm, I'm hearing your voice in my head connect with the breath, honestly, I don't know, I, I didn't envision hearing a voice, because, you know, you don't know what's going to happen, um, and I thought, I'm just going to breathe normally, because it's not, it's not full-blown, but I'm just going to breathe, and I didn't really want I've got a seven-year-old and I didn't want to see him. My face and my body all tensed up. So I'm just leaning against the wall. I'm just hearing Sophia's voice in my head. And once it had passed, I'd turn around and my son would be like, Mommy, you okay? And I'm like, aha, but I think the baby's going to come today. And I think Dad will need to take me to the hospital. You could see it in his face. And I thought, right, I need to take myself away from him, into the kitchen, looking out to the window, finding a bird, you know, with it's going up and then coming back down and then yeah we're in the car by 9 15 and they're coming quick and fast and someone must have been watching we live at the other side of Inverness and there must be at least 10 sets of lights between here and the hospital and every single light was green Yay. <laughs> but I felt every single pothole in the Highland Road ah. all the way to Rigmore um, and by this time, I'm almost, um, I'm almost at my up breathing, mm-hmm. and my husband, I could, I mean, I've have, have my eyes closed the whole time when I'm sort of in the zone, but when we stop and I'm checking the lights, I look over and he's, I could see it in his face, I'm gonna have to deliver this baby, <laughs> and I keep saying it's okay, I'm fine, don't need to push, I don't have that pushing feeling, um, so we get to rig more. And again, with COVID, we can't go around to the labor and sort of abandon the car in the side door, parking the main entrance. So we abandon and disabled, and he rushes off to get a wheelchair. And I think to myself, right, I want to be mobile. So get out the car, Wendy, and walk. Wow. So I managed to get myself out the car, shut the car, and I get halfway over the zebra crossing, and my husband's freaking out. Why are you walking? Why are you walking? I've got the wheelchair. I said, because I want to be up. I don't want to be all flat on my back like I was the last time. Yeah. And so, but he ushers me into the chair and off he goes, takes me up. Um, and by this time, I'm full blown, sort of the four, eight breathing, although I only ever get to six. I never get to eight. That's fine. Exhales <laughs> um, long, longer. Full, longer. <laughs> I'm full blown in there. Um, and midwife says, Oh, you know wendy is it and i'm like aha uh-huh. she says do you think i can ex-? i was like yep yeah, absolutely i know what to expect you need to examine me and whatever but i don't know if it was my breathing or my facial expressions or i don't know she said i don't think we have time to examine you so she wheels me out into the corridor and then she says actually i think we do she, she wheels me back in. <laughs> and quick examine i'm eight centimeters um so they rush me into the lift and up we go. And again, I, someone must have been watching. There was no other mummies giving birth. It was just me in the whole of the labour suite. They click me into the room. And by this time, I think, oh, my God, why is this happening so fast? Baby number one was 17 hours. And this has literally been two hours. <laughs> I have no time to think. They offer me gas and air and I think I have to get myself up and into the bed for them to examine me. Maybe I should take, I got the gas and air, they're having a look and yep, it's uh, it's time to push. And I think, oh my goodness, this is, uh, this is not in my birthing plan. I want to be on all fours or I want to be on the ball. I want to be mobile, <laughs> but of course you can't plan. Baby's in control. Um, We would love everything to go to plan. Um, So they gave me gas and air. I probably had it for about, I don't know, 40 minutes. And baby was, I was in pushing mode, but baby was coming and and going back up. Uh So the heart rate, it didn't drop significantly, but it was lowering because she was sort of teaming back up the way. And they, um, they said, look, you have to give up the gas and air because you're concentrating on the breathing in on the air. So and I think, oh my goodness, I've not done this without gas in here before. <laughs> but again, just I think right, get into the zone, get my breathing under control, um, just remember everything that you've done the last few weeks and um go to your happy place. It's the only place that you can go right now. <laughs> so yeah, that's what I did. And I had her out by eleven fifty eight. She was out yeah and healthy baby 10 fingers 10 toes head full of hair hairy ears hairy neck (laughs) explains all the heartburn and yeah it was so fast um and I, I just listening to other mums I knew that second births could be quicker but never did I think that quick Having 17 hours and being able to go through all of the motions, I don't know if it's easier because you can mentally prepare for each step of the game or if just being plunged into the deep end and having to just get yourself mentally stable quicker, I don't know what's better. Emotionally, you were almost still
0: sitting at the breakfast table. <laughs> you're just like having yeah. your, your drink in the morning, and then suddenly you're like, "Oh, Wendy's here in my arms, just like that."
1: Yeah, but as
0: you say, so, yeah. you know, in a, a funny way, almost the potholes on your journey was a bit like your birthing ball. <laughs> which just got yeah. you like.
1: <laughs> <I> <laughs> well, it's probably so. not what you wanted. That car journey, I don't think my husband will ever forget. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and my mum, my mum was actually here, thankfully. Um, And when I got home, she said, Wendy, you were just so calm. And I said, but mum, that's your mindset with hypnobirth. And you have to just be calm. Because, again, you kind of know second time what's coming. Mentally, you know what's coming. So being as calm and relaxed as you can be sets you up for your next step of the game, if you like. When you're having to up, up the game and up the breathing and... Um, get to that most important push, if you like. And exactly, and when you
0: are calm and relaxed, it interrupts that fear, tension, pain cycle, and so everything automatically mm -hmm. works best. I always maintain that there's not a single situation in the entire world that does not benefit from being calm and relaxed, with the exception of probably going to an audition to be somebody who's really tense and scared <laughs> it's like every other situation the world over it just seems to benefit from having a yeah. calm head and being able to to stick with the breathing i think what you said there's really interesting too Wendy, about um not wanting to be on the on the bed for that final kind of delivery, wanting to be up and moving around. You yeah. and talk a lot about active birth, obviously, in the snug. But I think one of the good things for you is that you were obviously active for most of the the first stage of labour for the time that you were awake for it. You were moving around quite a lot anyway. And so Indy was obviously already in a, a good position for you at that point, whereas people who have been kind of static or just lying flat on their back for hours and hours and hours before nothing shifts we all feel sluggish after a a 12-hour lion so imagine what that with with labor as well Wendy would you talk to us a little bit about
1: Jaden's birth and just what the the differences were yeah I mean Jaden's birth like I say it was very long 17 hours from the initial cramping my waters actually broke um on the toilet of all places so I didn't really know um so I got up again in the middle of the night for the 10th day <laughs> um, and it was when I was walking back to the bed I thought oh I, oh okay um, and again I was just calm I, my husband was actually at work on night shift I called my husband and I said look phone the hospital and my waters have gone I'm not having contractions and I actually um, didn't get a full I mean that was about 2am in the morning I didn't get a full blown contraction until probably nine o'clock Okay. But I had to go into the hospital because with Jade and I actually had strep B. Okay. Um, so I had to be put on on a drip. Yeah, I mean, I didn't get taken up to delivery till closer to lunchtime. Again, I was sort of, I didn't actually have any lessons with hypnobirth in the first time round. Um, I sort of read a book and I listened to some calming music and I mm. thought, you know what, I can do this. Um, Sort of mind over matter and having quite a high pain threshold I thought you know and I'd been um, a birthing partner for my friend so I kind of had an inside look and I knew what drugs didn't should work for her and I knew maybe I didn't actually need the drugs um, and if I did I did I was quite open-minded um, and yeah I, uh, I was able to sort of go with the stages with Jaden's birth um I went to a lot of the antenatal classes at the hospital and they they um I'll never forget it they said to me it's almost like climbing a mountain and you start at the bottom and it gets increasingly difficult and then you get to the steepest part and then you're at the top and then you just have to slowly come back down and that was always in my mind with Jaden and I was able to do that mm-hmm. with the breathing and picturing myself climbing up the hill and and coming back down um, and that's kind of what got me through Jaden's birth so yeah it was it was long and I guess that's why they call it labor and um, I was able to sort of go through the motions with him um, and yeah I don't know which was easier to be honest <laughs> or I don't really know
0: two very um, very different experiences and I guess it's yeah it's hard to compare them because you've just had such well one is more recent and also one was yeah. faster so they are really different and i wonder if they've been flipped round the other way and you'd had indy's birth experience first and then Jaden's most recently again it's like oh <laughs> i
1: mean I, you know, I was very lucky um very lucky in both that babies were they i mean Jaden actually did the same he was coming and going back up um as well the same as indy did um but very lucky. And I have to say, Rigmore, the staff in there, are, they're brilliant. And they, they get you through it. Um, and both times I've had students um, helping out as well. So if you're delivering at Regmore, you're, you're in great hands, I must say. Um, but yeah, both very different. But um, very lucky as well. Just that I didn't have to have surgery or anything like that. Um, my body was able to cope with with, I guess, the stress that it goes under. Um, But I will always say that um, being mobile before and after, I think, helps. Um, With Jaden, I was up and about pretty much the next morning. I made myself walk to the breakfast table. And with Indy, um, I walked. We were in Labour 1 and the toilet was away at the end of the ward. And I purposely made myself walk there and back. Cause it makes a huge difference just to get. It's. I know you might be scared thinking your you are going to fall out, but they won't. <laughs> just get yourself back up as soon as you can, cause it makes a huge difference. being be mobile in labour and and after. Yeah and a lot of that's so
0: psychological as well as you say i remember when i had um my open heart surgery four years ago and one of the the first mornings i woke up i was in a lot of physical trauma and, and physical pain i'll never forget there was this lady walking past me in the along the corridor and she was wearing just like a really and i say an old dressing gown. i don't mean that in a nasty way but just a, a really plain what i would call a depressing gown. <laughs> it's like she <laughs> depressing guy and she was shuffling along in her slippers and each oh. step she was like, oh, because she was in such pain and I thought oh god I just don't want to I didn't even want to look because I could feel it and I thought right I have to to get up and move and I had on um, my orange and blue and yellow Japanese kimono from when I was 15 I was like I'm putting this on and my flip flops from holiday because I love the sound of them and they make me relax I think of being by the beach and I got up and was going and I was probably going about the same pace but I was just determined and I remember saying to my husband like I don't know if I can do this and equally I was like I burst out laughing and said well who else is going to do it for me like yeah. I'm the only person that can make myself walk again I'm the only person that can get to the bathroom I'm the only person that can decide I'm going to put on my own um, support stockings and all that stuff so yeah it's a really big shift in mindset and again mm-hmm. to knowing that you're not pushing yourself to do it in a way that if that if it really hurts you know to stop but equally, yeah. you know that sometimes you just need to give yourself that extra edge to be able to to move forward a bit more. So it does make a really big difference.
1: I have to say, I had um, I had a moment of weakness with Indy when when they said, you know, you need to give up the gas in here for because she's because she's her heart starting to go down, not significantly, not in any danger, but we need to get her out. And they and I said, I can't, I can't do it. And my husband said, You've done it before. You're going to do it again. And that's the only thing he said to me during the whole, because I told him, I'm in the zone. I don't need to hear your voice. But that's the only thing he said to me. Oh. Um, and then afterwards, he said, Wendy, you should have cut your nails. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because I was I was gripping oh. on to him because I didn't have anything to hold on to. Oh. Um, and the poor, and I had, um, I kept putting this hand out. And they said there's a handle if you want to hold on to the handle. But because I'm, I mean, I'm only five foot two. I'm just a little girl. <laughs> I couldn't reach the handle, so this poor—I I don't even think I actually physically saw her, but I felt her. I mean, her wrist must have been about this size, Perfect. and I just grabbed, <laughs> grabbed mm-hmm. her wrist and grabbed Chris's hand and for the final push. And then he said, "Yeah," he said. Um, you should have cut your nails. And I said, well, I hope that nurse is okay because her, her wrist, or hand or whatever I had was not <laughs> a very big. Um, but hilarious. yeah, I, I, I must admit, I did have a moment of weakness and um, and she, Indy was actually bigger than her brother. So um, yeah, he said, you've done it before. You're going to do it again. Like, just do it. Get into your zone and do it. And I thought, right, I'm going to do it. And you you have to there's only one way out with a baby (laughs) when you've gone that far anyway i
0: don't think that was a moment of weakness i think that was a moment (laughs) where you were just like okay can i do this will i do this followed by yes i will it's like it's a question those things it's a moment of sheer vulnerability though wasn't it and i know Often, I mean, obviously, this experience for you was, was not a traumatic experience. It, there was moments where you're like, oh, gosh, some of it felt really fast, but you also felt calm and in control with it. Yeah. But a lot of the time, I think with birth trauma in particular, the reason that it is so traumatic is that you cannot get away from it you can't you know you're in any other situation where you're experiencing something that's very very emotionally intense you've got all the feelings going on all the physical feelings going on and you might be able to just move to another room or do something that takes you out of it but your baby is doing it your body is doing it there's no ability to just go you know like let's just leave this for a day
1: I'll, I'll come back to it tomorrow it's like you've already started that ball rolling I would say I have a friend who's pregnant at the moment with baby number one and she said to me I don't know what to expect I have the fear I've never had a filling I've never broken a bone I've never felt pain really and I said I just said to her Look, you just need to go with it your body like you you can't almost you can't realize what your body's capable of I think until you give birth because your body just goes through the motions and it just tells you what to do almost like the feeling that you get you just have to go with it when they say push it's not like you're you're pushing a door with your hand it's a different kind of push almost and your body just takes over and I I said that to her I said you just have to keep calm and if you want to take the drugs take the drugs but your body will literally take over and you just have to go with it it's it's it's, it's almost magical <laughs> i think that's
0: it is being able to yeah. get your thinking out of the way and this kind of oh yeah. i have to stop it and we talk a lot about the um, the body's kind of natural expulsive reflex or ejection reflex and it, it doesn't seem like a nice comparison but when we poo or when we vomit you know when people vomit they want to go like this but everybody knows that you can't stop yourself vomiting. <laughs> going like this does nothing but spray the room and equally, yeah. if you've got a really upset tummy and you've got diarrhea or, or you've got something going on down there, you can't stop that either. And so no. you give up trying to stop that when you realise you can't stop it. And it's almost the same with that bearing dying bit where you were saying you're, you're not pushing, but your body is doing the pushing. And yeah. so, you know, your baby is is coming down and with yours obviously popping back up you must have been really comfy there
1: did you have like a three-piece seat in there i don't know Jaden did the same i must be i must be quite a good host
0: yeah like i'm just gonna hang out in here mum i don't want to go out yet no, really lovely. and you mentioned there that that chris let you be in your zone and kind of wasn't yeah. talking too much apart from telling no. you Gas air, you can you can do it you've done it once you can do it again what other yeah. things was he kind of doing around you to to support you or maybe just not talking was enough <laughs> he wasn't he,
1: all i think he learned from the first time um a not to look <laughs> Um, and be just just being here for my hand because I, ne- I needed that someone to hold on to. Um, I did the same first time round as well. I had his hand the whole time with every contraction. I had a squeeze on his hand and I think he just knew that his place was here with a hand or an arm or a, a something. Um, but yeah, that's the only thing that he said because um, the first time round he did make the comment, oh my God, Wendy, how are you doing this? I said that's not what I need to hear right now. I mean, the first time round, I had stirrups, so everything. I mean, the whole room was able to see in there, and I think that's what I needed to hear. Him just saying, "You've done it before," because it's something I would say to to Jaden if he's having a bad day, or he's he's having the hump at school, or or he's fallen off his bike or something. I I basically just say, "Get up, get on with it. You know you can do it." It's something I say all the time. So to hear it from Chris. It, it it made me it made me get Indy out basically. Yeah. Um but yeah he knew um not to say a word, just let me be um and the whole I mean the whole experience and again with Jaden everybody's different. Some people want to see what's going on but I, I like to have my eyes closed, yeah. keep in the zone. Um and it wasn't until the next day with Indy um I don't know if she was um a nurse or a midwife or someone came around the next day offering me top up with water or something and she said oh, I met you yesterday and I said oh did you okay <laughs> I said I might have spoken to you but I don't remember seeing you because my eyes would have been closed
0: <laughs> you were away in your little zone Floating yeah. up a cloud somewhere. That's a lovely, yeah. a lovely place to be. So, apart from trimming your nails, what kind of advice yeah. would you give to, to anyone else who's pregnant right now and preparing for birth? Just,
1: just enjoy it, really. Just enjoy it. I mean, it's. I always said because I mean, Indy was our surprise. We lived in Dubai actually at the time we fell pregnant. My surprise, Dubai, COVID lockdown baby, <laughs> and I always said, oh. When the baby's inside and the movements that you feel, um, I all, I love I love that with Jaden and I. I used to think I'll never get that again, oh. but luckily and surprisingly we I did and yeah just just enjoy every moment and all the motions that you feel your baby's movement, um and just enjoy enjoy being pregnant and um don't don't get too uptight about a birthing plan as well because we can prep it's like almost like an exam you can prep your life away and plan all these things and in that moment it either goes your way or the baby's way (laughs) um but yeah just just keep an open mind and keep calm and breathe 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 i think that's
0: a big part of it as well you know when we talk about the the birthing plan and the birthing preferences it's it's almost it's not so much having the the plan committed to papers is the education that you get in creating the plan. And a lot of people yeah. then really start to think more widely about all of the different options and not necessarily, oh, I definitely don't want this, but something that's been at the bottom of the list might find its way a bit further up the list and so it just gives that reassurance as well that you know people know what to expect and and know what to understand along the way but yeah breathe 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 is my language (laughs) (laughs) so wendy how um i know if you don't mind me asking in the last the last couple of weeks of your pregnancy you're like i'm just i'm just ready i'm just ready for this baby to come out what gave you comfort at that last you know the last couple of weeks just to be able to um
1: I think, I think just again being relaxed and just knowing that that baby's gonna come when baby's ready, and yeah, just knowing that in hindsight I know everything's gonna be okay. Touch wood, you know. Um, and in my head, when the midwife said I'll, I'll come and give you a sweep, I was thinking I don't, I don't want a sweep really. I could do this. So, I don't know if it was that that made, made Indy come that day, <laughs> oh. knowing that the midwife is en route. Um, But yeah, just I'm quite a calm, relaxed person anyway. And yeah, just, I just I'm, I'm not sure what really gave me comfort, but I just at the back of my head, like my husband said, I knew I could do it and I yeah. knew that she was ready to come out, you know. um, And I think. I know it's a crazy time just now with covid and everything going on but I was very lucky to have um, my mum come to stay and wow. um, we've kind of been in a little bubble and for jaden as well that's that's his happy place with granny and grandad oh. um and knowing knowing that he was sort of safe because he had a bit of a moment when i left for the hospital he got really upset i think mum and dad probably had a tear as well because i've never i've never been in the hospital with Jaden, Um I've been away from him, it's always dad that has to go away to work, or it's always just me and him. Um, but knowing that he was safe and knowing that we could video time from the hospital, and um, yeah, so and he was so excited. He, you know, he was just desperate to see her, desperate to see her. But yeah, just I think that's what kind of kept me calm, knowing that my son was was at home with Granny and Granddad, and just knowing that at that time it was just me and my husband as well um, and he was able to come home and have that sort of final uh, dad and son time without us as well they sort of cozied in together that night when I was had an overnight stay and um, they had a movie and stayed up late and things so I just yeah it was nice there's
0: so many opportunities just for those extra special moments at that time as well, isn't there? You know, yeah. as you say, that wouldn't arise because you you're not normally away from Jaden. Yeah.
1: So, how was Jaden when he got to see Indy for the first time? How oh many
0: tears God. were there in that room?
1: <laughs> there was a lot, and having a puppy oh. as well. I mean, I had to go in oh. myself, and Cam. I mean, the dog was just <laughs> because I think the dog. I think the dog's. <laughs> he was just ecstatic so I came in first and calmed him down and then dad came in with with baby and um, yeah we we had to prop her up on the kitchen table because the dog was just um, and Jaden was just like oh my goodness mum she's so tiny (laughs) and I said well she's actually bigger than she was bigger than you not by much but she's bigger than you Um, and every morning he said as she had her breakfast can I have my cuddle now every morning And then he's off out to play and then he comes back in for for afternoon cuddles. But yeah, he's (laughs) smitten.
0: Oh, it's so cool. I love hearing the stories. You know, so many second-time, third-time mums will always ask, what's it like going from one to two? What's it like going from two to three? And I guess there's never really a a definitive answer to that in the same way as what's it like to to give birth. At the end of the day, (laughs) a boy and a girl, different age ranges, there's lots of
1: different things to consider. So you can never really know what it's going to be like and what the change is going to be. No, and I would say for any second time mums, just having that um, sort of special time, like Jaden and I, um, he loves the skate park. So we spent two days down there and I was going for big big walks and we live up at Wester Craig, so it's all hills. We went out climbing the hills together and collecting pine cones and just things that we would normally do because I knew that, you know, within a matter of days or, or a week, it was a week actually, um, that I wouldn't be able to do it for a while. So just making time for for child number one on, on preparation of baby coming, I think it's quite important as well because their little world has just been them and you for so long. I mean, Jaden's seven, so it is quite a big age gap, um, but he's adapted quite well. And I don't know if it's a good age gap in hindsight because now that he can help and get the nappy for me when I'm when I forgot to get one or whatnot um but I think they'll still have a good bond because it's brother and sister yeah Um,
0: I've I've always I'm a little bit envious of um of Indy I've always wanted a big brother (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I have a fab big sister but I had a friend who had three big brothers and I just always wanted a big brother I was like, by the time you're born yeah. you just can't have a big brother if you don't already have one
1: <laughs> yeah well but I yeah. have a big brother um and I must say I don't know what we were like when we were little but just knowing that you had the big brother and um his name is John it, you're you know you're John's little sister and you better not do that because John will get you <laughs>
0: but there's also no mental with her because she's got a big brother
1: <laughs> yeah so yeah
0: it's nice to have that that security Hi right, Wendy obviously yeah. I'm a little bit biased but tell me um how the prenatal snug supported you the the online sanctuary for pregnant women that I run how has that
1: supported you throughout your pregnancy it's been and- amazing it's been so good but like I say, especially with lockdown um I went to with Jade and I did end up going to the antenatal classes and just being able to sort of go through this experience um with all the lovely girls in the snug and and being able to do the yoga and Sophia you're amazing at what you do you really are you're just so calm and just everything and I've been able to go back uh, because it's obviously all online when you get that 20 minutes by yourself, you can just log on and do a quick relaxation or a quick yoga just to get yourself back in to sort of if if you've had a stressful day or if you're just feeling a bit stiff. And I found myself doing it loads and especially towards the end when it's almost like your body knows the baby's about to come and you get that sort of tired feeling. I would take myself up and do the I think you, I don't know if you called it or if you just mentioned it in the video, the 40 weeks relaxation. I would pop that on at the side of my bed and just, I would be gone. <laughs> it was great. Um, and I think um, just being able to, because with lockdown again, you're sort of, you get into a rut of just watching Netflix and not doing much, and <laughs> you know, and and having, you know, your, almost your appointment at eight, eight o'clock or seven o'clock, whatever time the yoga was on, it made you, you know, get yourself looking OK for a start and get yourself moving, um, which was good. And then on the back of the yoga, the relaxation, you had the best night's sleep. <laughs> so it was it was grand. It was really good. Um, and for anyone who's not done yoga before, um, you know, it's 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 really easy. It's not, you know, twisty arms and twisty legs um, like you see on TV. It's, um, even with a bump in the way, it's still manageable and it just yeah. gets you stretching and you're, you know. Um, I found myself with a, quite a sore back um, and it eased that off. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm, I did do yoga in the past and I'm, I'm quite into the fitness. I quite enjoyed it because with the move back to Scotland, I kind of, and being pregnant, I didn't do much out there, apart from walk, really. So being able to get back into all of that through you and through the snug, it was good. It really was good, and um, I think it just helps. It helps if you're mobile and if you exercise because labour is a workout.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, and as you say, I think what's really lovely with prenatal yoga in particular, well, certainly the the way that I teach, is that prenatal yoga is all about opening. And so we, yeah. we kind of do the opposite of all the kind of twisty, pretzely stuff that can, you know, sometimes that can make you feel quite tense if you don't feel like you're doing it right. But everything else uh-huh. is so much more soft and, and opening. And so it's really interesting what you said there about um, because we've got live classes in the snug, it makes you want to almost like an appointment to, to get up and put your face on and you know make yourself presentable, but actually yeah. on the class. And one of the other mums this week was saying to me that she just did a live class. And before that, she had been doing the, the pre-records. And when she was doing the pre-record, sometimes she would just press pause and she'd like wander off and make a cup of tea. Or she'd go, that looks hard. I'll just, I'll just sit and watch that one. But almost because she knew it was a live class, she's like, well, Sophia's there and everybody else is doing it. So I'll just do it. And then she did yeah. some of those things and said, actually, I can do those things. And they felt really good. So even the simple things like some of the wall squats, they, they give you that strength in your legs, but they give you the strength in your mind that you know you can do anything for a minute. <laughs> yes. So all of that makes a massive, massive difference. So. I've to find a plug somewhere. I'm sorry.
1: Is it, is it threatening to run out of battery? <laughs> it's threatening to run out of battery. Oh. This is just a, an error in baby head. Here we go. We're plugged in.
0: Oh, sorry. Don't worry. No, all good. Wendy,
1: could you oh, yeah. describe for us? I'm sort of
0: darting back and forth here, but something else like in okay. into my mind. Could you describe for us what your contractions, your surges felt like? Because I get asked this question a lot, and I've got so oh, many goodness, different answers for people. And some people say it feels like a vibration, it's like thunder, it's like gentle period cramp, it's like strong period cramp, it's a tightening. Everyone's got a different kind of way, but I think it's really helpful for first-time mums in particular mm-hmm. just to get a few ideas of what that might feel like so they recognise it when it's... Obviously, they recognise
1: it when it's fully happening, but in the early yeah. stages as well. In the, in the very early stages, I would say it's very much like a like a period cramp. Interestingly, with Jaden, I actually felt it in my lower back. Okay. But with, with India, it was all in the tummy and it was it's really weird to describe it is like a tightening almost Mm -hmm. like a vamped up period cramp if you like it almost like comes and it squeezes and then you feel it sort of going away again
0: yeah
1: that I think that's probably the best way and then as your labour goes on yeah it's like someone's just turning it up (laughs) but it's if you have time in the in the labour, you almost you know when it's coming, and you know when you're at your peak, and you know then when it's releasing almost. And for anyone who is new to hypnobirthing, or or who kind of wants to dabble with with the with the drugs and not the drugs, I always feel that I personally needed the gas in air just for that initial really big tight and then when I knew it was coming away I just let the gas in air go and I just did all my breathing until it went away and you and you, you can catch your breath and I purposely that's why I took the gas in air away to get the air in get the oxygen flowing to sort of come back and think right I've got a minute get yourself together and then you feel the cramp and then it comes together again and then it's and then it relaxes but yeah it's like a vamped up mega period (laughs) that's what I would say
0: and that's almost your mountain again isn't it it's that yeah ramping up and then the kind of crescendo back down the other side and Wendy, one final question, um, we mm. were just chatting before you and I got, got into this proper chat today, we were chatting about birth stories and how many good stories and kind of not so good stories are out there and how much fear and also how much positivity that that those can generate. What's your advice to women when they're hearing birth stories that kind of make them go
1: or likewise, would, That's Amazing! it's going to be a walk in the park? I would just say, you know, if it's your friends, your colleagues, and they want to tell your their story. Absolutely, have a listen. But please, 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 you're going to have your own story. Yeah. Just um take on board what people are saying, but don't think for one second you're going to have the same birth as your friend, as your mum, as your auntie, because every baby has their own little plan of how they're going to enter the world, and how you're going to feel, and you're you're going to have your own story at the end of it. Um, and try and not get the fear by hearing. I mean, bless all the mums that have have the terrible traumatic births. Um, but at the end of the day, you're going to have this teeny tiny, or maybe big, teeny tiny little bundle in your arms, safe, well, all of the pain, or maybe not the pain, depending on how you feel. It's going to be worth it in the end. So yeah, just have an open mind, and like I say, at the end of the day, you'll have your story to tell um and there'll be no two births the same ever no it's like children you get no two children the same no two births are the same yeah.
0: even, even two people who have exactly the same birth experience if as you say there's no two exactly the same but if you had two that were clinically kind of um same duration of labor same kind of birthing path but the way that those two people experience those two births is what can also make them completely different. And as you say, it's the way the baby moves, how people associate, what that means to people. There's so many different factors that that come into play. But the one thing that is for sure, um, and you've touched on it several times, is that no matter what's happening around you, you know that you can come back to your own calm and to your own breath. And as long as you retain that part of your calm and relax and know that you're the one that's got any sense of control, everyone else can affect and have an impact on what you're experiencing, but only you can really make the biggest difference within there. Yeah, That really is having that confidence. So oh, Wendy, that's been so refreshing to hear. Thank you so much. I've Thank absolutely you. loved, loved, loved chatting with you this morning. Anything else that you want to
1: to share? Eh, not really just enjoy your pregnancy especially first-time mummies and just try your best to to go with Sophia and, and practice 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 your breathing Um, especially if you want to do it completely drug-free um I mean gas and air is a wonderful thing I must say it gives you something to <laughs> bite if anything but um yeah just relax relax and breathe 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 breathe,
0: breathe. <laughs> And the other thing that's funny just uh to wrap up on the the gas and air one of um my previous mums she was a midwife as well and she decided she was going to to use gas and air she said she was using the gas and air and then after a little while she just had her kind of strop with it and was like that's not working <laughs> and, like, threw it across the room and said that's not doing anything but making me feel sick
1: <laughs> that was well weird. it's funny yeah a lot of people and at one point it's it's almost like if you've not had it before it's a tube with a mouthpiece on top yeah and at one point they detached and I just had the bit and I, that was all I needed was to, yeah. to bite on um, and my husband was saying it's detached and I'm like I don't care <laughs> it's I just, just needed that. it's
0: like you're yeah.
1: growing up pacifier <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. oh, oh Wendy thank yeah. you so 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 much. It's been absolutely awesome having you in the snug. And I'm delighted that Indy is here. And uh, hopefully once lockdown's out the way, I'll actually get to meet you guys too. <laughs> yes,
1: yes, yes. Awesome. And you do a wonderful job, Sophia. And um yeah, and I, I um I need to just spread the word. the word, sorry.
0: about I'm your too. You.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um I only know one other pregnant mummy and um I did actually share um, but she doesn't live in the Highlands. She lives closer to Edinburgh way, and I did share your information, so she might pop on and, and do a few things. Um, I'm not that's a good thing with the snug as
0: well it doesn't matter where people are although it's highland birth yeah. and beyond that's just because i'm based here so yeah. as you know we've got one lady from iceland i've got people who are yeah. way down the south of england so we've got a good mix in there anyway so not everybody that's... is is local so everybody pregnant welcome to, yeah. to come in and um, whether are first trimester or third trimester as well there's always plenty to do so yeah. all good thanks everybody Bye bye Are you ready to take control of the ways you can influence your birth for the better head over to sophiahanson.com and bag yourself a freebie calm and relax is the name of the game no matter what type of birth you're planning make sure you subscribe so you never miss a thing lots of
1: love bye bye for now